in case you haven't heard, I am booking events for 2020. My goal in 2020 is to travel and do 10 performances around the country or the world. And what I'm looking to do is find micro gym owners who want me to come and present or give a keynote or do a walkthrough or do an entire breakdown on a various topic that you've picked. And then I can go ahead and spit my spit to you and help unfuck your business. So if you want to create an event and get other micro gym owners in your market to come and you put this thing on, we can get that set up. DM me on Instagram. If you have a fitness competition and you want to add value to the ticket by doing a, you know, a business summit that day of. Hit me up on DM on Instagram and we can get that set up. Fuck it. If you just want me to come speak to you and your crew, hit me on a DM on Instagram and we will fucking talk. Guys, my plan is to do a ton of travel in 2020 to see you guys, check out your gyms, get lots of good vlog footage and just fucking spread the good fucking word that micro gyms do not have to be fucking broke. We just have to work fucking smarter. Again, hit me in the DM on Instagram. Enjoy the podcast. Alrighty guys, what is up? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk and I've got my man Adam Ludlow on the podcast. Adam's coming to us from the West Coast. You're the PNW, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's fair to say, right? Is that technically the acronym you run with? Yeah. Yeah, Spok- it's, Spokane, Washington. Yeah, for those of you guys like me who didn't know what the PNW stands for, that's the Pacific Northwest. They're all the way over on the other side of the fucking country um, in Spokane, Washington. I got to meet Adam the very first time. Was the first time Iron and Mortar? Uh, yeah, two Iron and Mortars ago. Two Iron and Mortars ago when I was speaking there. Um, that was a local business seminar that um, Adam was able to, you know, drive to real quick. We got to meet, we got to jam, we stayed in good contact. I got to see it the next Iron and Mortar. We did some calls together. You sent me a really dope shirt. You realize I stole your shirt idea when we did our Saved by the Bell looking shirt theme here at Urban Movement. Do you know that? I got to be honest, you, you guys do really good swag, but that's definitely your best shirt. by far by far um and adam you know the cool thing about adam is you know in 2020 i'm going to be doing interviews with a lot of more owners people i've had the pleasure of working with and talking with and i think can speak intelligently um and, and riff back and forth with me and adam's big pursuit since i've met him has been coming into his own brand as a as a, a CrossFit affiliate owner and things like that. And a lot of guys kind of starting to stretch their arms and legs and starting really wanting to own their own direction. They want to look at that logo and be like, that's literally my DNA in the form of a business logo right there. Like the things that we're doing in the business I came up with. Um, and, and so I'm going to let Adam just go ahead and give a quick synopsis, you know, brother, for everyone listening, who you are and why it's important. Yeah, thanks, Stu. I'm excited to be on here, man. So... Adam Ludlow, Spokane, Washington. Uh, I have been in the training world since I was 18, I'm now 33, uh, in, in everything you can think of. Globo gym, boot camps, you know, under the table, training friends during college, strength and conditioning coach uh, at, at the high school level. Um, and then made it on my own as a trainer after college. Um, was in kind of the traditional Globo gym scene, in those kind of early to mid 2000s and and started shifting away towards more more functional training and some strength and conditioning uh we moved to spokane from seattle uh, in 2011. um i had a really good connection with snap fitness so for anybody that doesn't know think like a little tiny 24 7 key card access gym where you just kind of do your own thing i helped start one of those in spokane it was super successful earned uh, some sweat equity 
and everything short of signing the paperwork to buy them out, uh, I walk into that meeting and just say, hey, I, I don't think I want to do this. I want to go on my own thing. I want to build my own brand. I'm really leaning in the direction of looking at becoming a CrossFit affiliate. So I'm going to go figure out how to do this thing on my own. I don't want to be a, a typical franchise. Um, so started CrossFit Rewired 2013. We're, uh, we're about six and a half years old. Um, and it's, it's been a journey, uh, as I'm sure it has for everybody else that knows what I'm talking about. It's definitely been a roller coaster. It's been, it's been really cool watching something that was at one point just simply in my head and in my heart and watching it come into uh, you know, a, a business that can stand on its own now. Uh, we went through a big rebrand in this past year. So uh, I've known Stu for two to three years. He's been really helpful in a lot of that and has helped, helped you know, uh, undo a lot of messes I made within my own business and got me thinking about some good things. So now we're uh, going into 2020. We went through a successful rebrand uh, from CrossFit Rewired to Rewired Fitness Co. this last fall. Uh, we're a one location. Uh, I'm a 100% owner. I'm still active in the business, but I am starting to shift back and work much more on the business. And my staff starting to run a lot of the day to day. So in a really exciting time and, and love uh, kind of where we're at in our journey. You know what's interesting? You took the you did the entire gamut. You went. You were thinking of franchising, where it's the it's not your brand. You're literally just going to follow the rule book, right? With a brand that uh -huh. you liked, you saw the benefit from a PNL standpoint, all this other stuff. Um, and then you went one step further. I just did this vlog on like you know uh, affiliates, licensees, and then franchises, right? Is kind of the gamut. So you went yep. to the franchise and you went then ticked over to the affiliate route with CrossFit, obviously, where it is your own, you, you're, you have the free reign to do whatever you want with the brand, but you're still running with a 50% of the brand name being not yours type scenario. And now yep. you've kind of unchained that and you now have uh, rewired fitness code. Now for everyone listening, are you still currently a CrossFit affiliate? Yes. Okay. Still a CrossFit affiliate. You just are running with a brand name now that you feel you have better control of. You can steer the ship in, in whatever direction you choose. Um, and 100%. Is something more that you offer, not who you are. Correct. Yep. That's a big part of it. What was the, so what's the big reason for like, again, like I get, you know, obviously a lot of my stuff and you know, Adam, listen, Adam has, uh, he's been to two iron and mortar summits. He's book calls with me. I know he's spent plenty of time and effort and money and energy other places. He also flew out for the self-made summit. Um, you've put in, you've put in the work that I like to see when someone rebrands. I like the thing that makes the chaps my dick more than anything is I get on a call with someone like, man, I've been listening to your podcast for the past nine months and I rebranded. I'm like, cool. Like walk me through it. And then they walk through. I'm like, you didn't rebrand and, and you kind of right. fucked this whole thing up. Like you, you thought you could do this in like eight months from listening to a bunch of podcasts. You know, you really put in the legwork to learn and talk to the metabolics and the alchemies and the Steve Pinkertons and me and all that other stuff. But why, what, what was That's it? That's a great you? question. What was it for you that made you want to change? I remember back to the, to the, the moment where I knew, fuck, I can't do this anymore. I need to do my own thing. But what was it for you? Oh man, it, it was in me um, since inception. So we, we opened 2013 and we uh, we're in Spokane. So we're like a really big, small town. We're a few years behind where a lot of bigger cities would have been. So 13 for us was the boom. And, and I got in on the boom and the coattails of CrossFit. I rode that train that was that aligned with what we were doing. It was cool. It was edgy. It was different. And fast forward to 
a year ago, just really, I would say something that sat in the pit of my stomach was I wanted rewired to get the introduction with people, not CrossFit. And that to me, that alone is a big enough reason to consider rebranding. I don't think it's the only reason. That's all you got. I don't think it's valid enough. But when, when I know that prospects that aren't members yet, but are, you know, are looking to evolve their fitness, when they saw the word CrossFit, I'm going to be honest, a lot of them just don't have a very good taste in their mouth. They think it's, you got to be in shape. You got to be young. You got to be crazy fit. Uh, you're going to tear your hands and do muscle ups every day and you're going to get injured, blah, 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 blah. And that, that's not who we are. And there's a very real moment that I, maybe you experienced. I know I did. I ran into some clients. Uh, it was the middle of the day. It was like a one o'clock time. And I would, I would maybe go and do, um, work at a Starbucks or whatever. And I ran into some clients at that coffee shop and it was two clients with three coworkers. And they're like, Oh my God, this is the guy who owns my CrossFit. And then they're like, oh, this is where she does CrossFit. And then they're like, oh, cool. Later on, you guys need to come with me to CrossFit. Not once in the entire interaction did they ever say CrossFit South End. It was just, oh, I, I'm going to CrossFit, right? Mm. It was this thing. It's the equivalent to being like, I'm going to wear pants. Well, what, what kind of pants? Yep. Like, you know, are these corduroys, these fucking skinny jeans? Like, what are we talking here? These trousers, like, in CrossFit becomes this very generic branded thing like pants. We all know pants are going to be long. They're going to keep you warm. They're going from your ankle to your hip. Um, but what kind are they? Just like, it's CrossFit. But and I think my frustration with affiliate owners comes from people like, I don't get, I just don't understand, like, why I have to keep defending CrossFit. I'm like, what do you mean? There's 15,000 mm. versions of it. 15,000 versions of something. That is why you're having to defend it. And in your city, there might be 20 different versions of it. It's just like pizza. Nobody says, let's get pizza. And everyone just says, oh, yeah, let's go. Like, no, they go, no, but from where? People are picking yep. up the kind of pizza they want. And fitness and CrossFit yep. the same way. Did you have a moment like that where, like, there was an interaction or you talked to some clients or you're listening to a podcast or something where you're just like, yep, that's it. I need to, like, light switch. Honestly, I think it was several. So I'll be the first to admit I'm, I'm not a – I'm not a CrossFit basher. Uh, we're, we're still affiliated. I don't think anything has changed the fitness industry more in the last 10 to 15 years. Pretty sure nobody can argue against that. Agreed. agreed. But, but there's a very big but. I think there were, there were several moments where it hit me where it just didn't make me feel at ease or any peace that our brand is so widely associated to the point where I can't control what the consumer thinks about our gym because of the word CrossFit. A um, couple areas that hit me. One, this was actually a big one. So when, when I decided to start taking the first steps to rebranding, it was a year uh, prior to the Self-Made Summit. So I, I, I did, you're right, I put in the legwork, took my time, wanted to make sure I knew exactly who we were, what our values were, why we're doing this, who we are, what we're going to look like on the other side, all of that. Uh, and there was a couple of big moments. One that I'll share is uh, my nephew comes to town. He's uh, one of the best wrestlers in the country for high school. Uh, he's, he's an absolute phenom. He gets to wrestle in Spokane at Nationals. He comes and checks out my gym. I'm showing him everything. And this Where's kid, where's he going to go to college? He's going to decide in about the next month. I'm hoping University of Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got to go to a, middle, a Midwest yeah. end school. Like, that's where just oh, yeah. the corn-fed boys are. Just fucking yes. flat back you on the mat. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and he's, I mean, he's, 
he's obviously a phenom athlete. Okay. Like at the, the top 1% of the 1%, he comes to my CrossFit gym, not for a workout. We're closed. We just, you know, show him everything. Want to show him our gym, our business, everything. And it, he's from Madison, Wisconsin, which the games are at now. So he, he has an image of the CrossFit. That's the games. Okay? That's really all he knows about it. And he point blank says to me, Oh man, I don't know if I'm in good enough shape to do this. And that to me, I'm like, that's like a mic drop moment. Like you're telling me you're one of like the best athletes in the freaking country. Like as far as I'm concerned, and you're not sure you're in shape to do this. Like, who do you think we have coming in here, dude? And if he's uh, thinking so, that, what the fuck is Sally? Yeah, thinking? He's 40 pounds over. Right. Totally. Totally. So I'm like, man, the the writing's on the wall. Like, you know, and that, that's just one image. Uh, but that's, that's a reality. There's people that, you know, all they see uh, is YouTube clips of CrossFit games, which is, you know, amazing athletes doing amazing things that 99.99% of CrossFitters will never even touch. So that, that was a pretty big piece for me of not wanting to be associated with that because that's, that's not who we are. So let me ask you this then, you know, with, with CrossFit being this amazing fitness regimen that you said, like CrossFit, the, 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 let's call it CrossFit, the ideology, CrossFit, the, the, the philosophical concept and paradigm is the biggest thing that happened to the fitness industry. With that philosophy and methodology came 15,000 plus um, interpreters, people who went out and interpreted that the, the good work of, you know, um, you know, the prophet Craig Glassman and interpreted in their own little churches, right? If we were to look at this from a religion, like from a religion standpoint, and now they're all preaching the gospel in their own way. Some people are fucking insane and burning down the other churches and burning down their members and fucking, and other ones are just complete. They're great. They're great locations of like-minded people and they've created great communities and, and hopefully profitable businesses. With that, how much of the idea that this CrossFit thing, I just don't have any ownership in, I'm a part of it, you're renting it essentially. I'm renting and driving a business with the word CrossFit on it, but I can't do anything. There are certain things you can't do with it. Like there are legit, right. you cannot run a CrossFit competition, right? You can't like right. host CrossFit training. Like there's certain things you can't do with it. And then at the same time, there's... um there's global elements and, uh, and geographical elements that because Spokane and Seattle and these areas, you, you guys get a lot of people moving there. These are growing yeah, big cities. Time. So now you're having to be like, man, now I got to deal with a, a New York city. Someone who moves from New York city to Spokane and knows where CrossFit's there. You're talking literally like seven CrossFit gyms that really kind of monopolize the whole CrossFit thing there. Um, and you, it's crazy how like people think of New York city with the, uh, the density there's like a handful of CrossFit gyms that really fucking crush it there. Like there's more CrossFit mm -hmm. gyms in Atlanta probably than there are in New York City. But you would now have sure. to re explain a geographical difference in the CrossFit in New York City at NYC where it's $300 a month and you're working out in a group of 70 fucking people. And then your gym where it's going to be, you know, different market rate. You might have 20 people in class. It's ran completely different. How much of that and the lack of ownership over what people perceived was the big thing for you versus your love? Like you have a vision for what Rewired could be. You have a yep. romanticism with hearing people say your brand of Rewired Fitness Co. Wait, which one was more important to you? I wanted complete control of the brand. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think definitely, you know, the latter in that. Um, we it's interesting you bring up that piece so spokane is a city that 
you've got Seattle on the west side, you got Portland, and then you've got, you know, even even reaching down to California, you don't really have much between that west coast and, and honestly like Denver and maybe Salt Lake. There's not a lot of major cities. So Spokane's an area where a lot of people from big cities will move for a slower pace of life, better schools. Uh, it's not as busy. It's not as congested. Your dollar goes a really far away. So in the last 12 months, we've had, I believe, 24, could be 25. I got to check on that. Uh, people from other cities came from CrossFit gyms, come to Rewired because we had the affiliate. They, they already knew. They already experienced it. Honestly, a big part for us and why we wanted to keep the affiliation is because we know Spokane's growth is on the up. We're supposed to double by 2035 and are a part of the cities where a lot of those people are moving from. So people that already had an image and relationship of CrossFit that was positive, you know, they come from a big city, they had a great gym, they move into a new city, they know that, all right, I got to go find my tribe, I got to find my people, who do I want to hang out with besides work in my house? Uh, that was a big reason for us why we wanted to keep the affiliation, um, but not having any control over are we different or the exact same of every other CrossFit gym that's out there. It's tough to do that when you have the same name. Sure. You know, you don't have any, you lose all that control. And First and impressions gotta, matter. First impressions it's matter. It's huge. It's huge. What, um, you know, what's interesting, you were saying that it started making me think of the, this uh, concept is that you have someone like it's just funny because so we had our noon class i just worked out in my noon class i think we had like 18 people in this thing and there's one dude i don't recognize and i know i i think i saw in the calendar we had a we had a new guy trying out the gym so i always go and introduce myself at the end of class and uh because i'm that asshole who shows up late to class even though i'm in the building and um <laughs> and I, I i'm like hey what's up man he's like, my name's harry uh i'm like cool is that your first time in right he goes yeah i'm like that's great I, and i always just do it like i i want them to think i'm just a member in the gym and I, and I said, yep. what have you been doing? He goes, well, I was doing CrossFit prior to this. I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty neat. What did you think of Urban Movement? And he's like, this is, this is great. I like this. I like this. I like that. I'm like, cool. I'm like, out of curiosity, I mean, like, uh, you know, I've been going here for a while. How did you find the place? And he literally just goes, he goes, I went on the website and I, I just looked and you could just tell they do kind of CrossFit stuff. Like they saw, he saw skiers, right? Or he saw a barbell and he saw gymnastics rings. Like he saw those iconic elements and I, and I haven't been a CrossFit affiliate. Like we don't have CrossFit attached anywhere, that kind of thing. Are you guys running with CrossFit in the website or any of the, uh, the vernacular and your social media and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's yes. there. So the people can identify with it. I was just blown away, you know, which, you know, is a well-known thing, but like I was blown away with like, he sees the CrossFit icons, you know, and totally. I've worked, you, you know me, like, you know, my story. I've worked so hard to remove CrossFit icons, totally. like the pull-up rig and the, yeah. the big barbells and the dropping of the bars and GHDs and all this stuff. I've been, you know. You, dude, you should see the five, I have a five foot barbell now. I'm getting rid of all this, like those shorty bars that we switched to that you saw. I'm selling them all because I found a shorter barbell. Like, dude, I, I have this picture in my head knowing you're, you're really looking at operational capacity, right? Yeah. And you're, you're kind of the master looking at, and I have this picture in my head of like, you know, those plate loaded dumbbells that Rogue came out with, I swear, yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah. you're going to try, you're going to try and be the guy that's like, all right, this is our new barbell. You just load plates on the side and you can pick it up just like a barbell. I'm like, dude, it's, so freaking they have, it's called the C50. <laughs> it's that's it. Those little, you mean the ones they look like little bumpers, right? You just slide. Yes. Them. Yeah. It's, yeah. They yeah. have that. It's called the C50. It's a barbell and you slide those on there. It's and are you going with those? 
No, 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 because they're not real bumpers. You can't drop. We don't drop them anyway. I'm not going with those. We're going with, a, a, I think right now we have a five-foot barbell we found, a manufacturer, and we're sticking with uh, the, the standard bumper plates. But, um, but you, you're right. In my goal of operational capacity, it's, we have like guys out there right now, we're, put, we're vinyl lettering the floor. We're making our box with numbers on it, and you will stand it. You will register for class and pick your number when you register, and that's where you go the entire workout, except for when you go to the ergs. And you've been on my floor. You kind of saw how. Yep. Were you up there that Friday? You weren't up there for the workout on Friday, were you? No, I was you not. You, 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 no, you were at uh, on Friday. What would you do? Steve Pingerton's place on Friday. Dude, I did four. I did four drop-ins in 24 hours when I came to Charlotte. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, like I'm, I'm not in <laughs> the type of shape where I should be doing four drop-ins. Adam hours. is built for strength, <laughs> not speed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 That's a hundred percent true. But no, so it's, so I, uh, but it's those icons. Like what have you, like when you were doing this, was there anything that have you changed anything iconically in the gym or done anything differently from maybe lexicon and language, you know, we've talked about that book, Primal Branding, a good amount, you and me, like, did you make any other changes um, inside the actual actions of how the business operates, you know, from a class perspective, service perspective? So truthfully, uh, within our walls, when, when we, you know, we had our, we did our big announcement about the rebrand uh, at our six year party. You know, we got majority of the members there. We did a big like taco feed. It was super fun. We did a couple things. I took the logo off the wall for about a week and painted it and left it blank. So people know like, okay, something, something's going on. Like he's yeah, up yeah. to something. And I'm also that guy that I'll, I'll change the layout of the gym like every six to nine months. I'll, I'll move something. I'll just, I, I'd move it. I'd change it. I'm like, member psychology, like I want them to know I'm engaged and I care. And ooh, I think we could do it a little better this way or this way. So I did a big restructuring. Um, we still have a really big rig. We still have barbells, bumpers, dumbbells. All, all. We look like a CrossFit gym when you walk sure. in. Okay? Yep. But I get the logo up the night before the party, you know, have them come install it, rewired fitness co. Okay. Like people walk in, they're like, all right, that's dope. Their biggest question, are we still an affiliate? And I explained it all at the party. Uh, operationally. And I would say look and feel, we did not change what we were currently doing inside our walls. Uh, we had already changed things in the past that were leading that direction. Yeah. So, so feel-wise for our members, it, honestly, it was, okay, so why are we dropping the CrossFit thing? Well, because the prospect's image of CrossFit sucks and it doesn't align with who we are. I want to get complete control of the brand. So we're going to go with Rewired Fitness Co. We're still an affiliate. It's on the back end. In our members' mind, Cool. Love it. Get it. Are we doing anything different inside the gym? Nope. Nope. We're rolling this direction. This is what we've been doing. We're just going to make sure our name really matches who we are as a brand. And experience-wise for you guys, we're rewired. And it was we didn't lose a single member. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't really even know if I had anyone that was confused or shocked by it. I think for most people, they're like, oh, yeah, totally get that. Makes sense. Sure. Love it. Let's go. Yeah. And so in, for anyone, you know, if you weren't at the, the self-made summit or get the remote access or any of that, one of the things I talked about in my, my presentation, the difference between like a full-fledged logistical operational rebrand and then a repositioning. Your company's core values and core focus didn't change from day to night. It didn't go from A to Z. You just got, you just re, you just re, you turned the ship a little bit. You were going due totally. west and now you're going northwest type scenario, right? Yep. You yep. updated your logo, very similar to what like so Warner Brothers just did this. 
Warner Brothers just redid their logo. And you and me are the same age, right? Like we 33, 34. Yeah. Like we know that gold, big Warner Brothers fucking logo from movies. And if you've seen the new logo, what they did to it, totally. it's, it's flat. It's oh, it's blue. like it, it's it, it looks yes. modern. It looks modern. It looks 2020. Yes. You know, so and that's well, why and I it also at, it's in. Go ahead. It's interesting because when I saw the new one, it made me realize like how old and outdated the old one looked. Exactly. Because in contrast, when you look at Warner Brothers, you're like, it's just so iconic. It, whatever, it's cool. It's Warner Brothers. It's fine. But when you see it next to the new one, you're like, oh my God. Totally. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, that just, you know, for yours, I love your logo. So Adam sent me this dope care package. He sent me a pint glass and he sent me this long sleeve shirt. But like when I look at your logo now, and I, and without getting too much into the, the significance of everything, but when I look at the rewired logo, the, the R connects up and in over, it almost looks like it connects into the W and it's just kind of like, like wire wrapping around the logo kind of thing. It's just, it's intertwined into itself. Um, and I do, I, I love the idea of the fitness co. I think that's very cool. Um, I really think when you have the word co after your name, you really got to come out with some cool, I, th I feel like retail has to be a huge push for you guys, especially yeah. with a good logo. And we talked about that. Like your logo has to look good on other objects. You got to think totally. how it's going to look on a coaster. How is it going to look on that beer glass? How is it going to look on a hat? You know, all the iconography is a, is a huge portion of it. Well, talk to me about this because I know people are curious that are thinking of doing a reposition or a rebrand. Where, how did you, where, what did you, where'd you go for your logo creation? How did that come to your brain? Talk to me about your inspiration for it and who you had to do it. Yeah. So, uh, fortunate to have some very talented members, um, that, you know, do this professionally, uh, former coach and his wife who, who get 100% what rewired is you know that they get the dna they get the beliefs to get the values sit down with them explain why i want to do the rebrand what it is and like immediately it was in their words they're like you're one of the easiest business owners to work with i was like what do you mean they're like you actually know what you want yeah because so many uh, people just go to them and like can you make it look cooler totally yeah yeah which i'm not really sure what that means either but i bet they don't um so in my mind i was like hey i want clean i want professional uh, I want inviting and in our old logo, and this is honestly for anybody listening that, that is thinking about this, I think this is a huge piece. Um, we had a kettlebell as part of our old logo and kind of the C was part of the kettlebell with the R is the other side of the kettlebell. And honestly, it was cool from an artistic point of view, but we're not trying to sell kettlebells. We're, we're rewired. Like we, we didn't want a barbell in there. We didn't want a kettlebell in there. We didn't want something that that was completely fixed to one object we wanted it to be much more neutral than that um and i'm really happy with the way it came out now when i look at our logo i'm like man i'm super proud of that that's a it's simple but it's exactly who we are yeah no i'm i'm really happy with the way it came out um i remember you sent me over a handful of rendition like uh versions of the logo and we were jamming back and forth on that and it's Getting a logo, so when you're a gym owner and you're not familiar with like brand design, like that first, you, you get it back, you're like, oh my God, this is so great, this is perfect. And like your designer's generally, like, okay, no, 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 don't, don't give me an A plus yet, let's actually talk this through a little bit. There's still a little bit more tweaking we can do, we can think about it, what is the significance totally. of some of this stuff? You and me talk, like I remember one of the things, the feedback I gave from you is, you know, what's the significance of the color scheme and stuff like that? You know, why did we select those colors? Um, it's it's crazy when you get into even just like color selection there are 
colors elicit certain psychological feelings in the brain with people, right? You know, there's certain ones like orange and shades of orange and that yep. primary color are very, um, you know, energy, you know, it feels like life, that kind of scenario. Um, purples are very calming and tranquil. You see like even the company, the new mattress, that uh, purple mattress company, it's perfect. Purple is the great, is you think of like a dumb business name, purple. Literally it's the mm -hmm. name of the company. It's just purple, purple mattress company. But purple elicits this feeling of like lavender, like tranquil, like relaxation, like calm, that kind of serenity type scenario. Let me ask you this, is, you know, looking back on it now, because I, I, I know I have some, I have logo regrets with Urban Movement's logo. And you always will. You always have buyer's remorse to a degree. What would you change now if you could about your rewired logo, if anything? It's a great question. Um, or anything you've done branding-wise around the new website or any of the social media, like anything you've done differently. Yeah. I think uh, what we initially did not do, but I would say we got really lucky with was we had our main logo, which completely spells out rewired, you know, with fitness co small underneath it. I needed a better abbreviated version. So one of the things I made sure we got dialed with the artists, and honestly, it was them, you know, saving me from making an error. It was the artist helping out like, Hey, think like a leather patch or a coaster or something small, like a wall ball. Target, yeah, well, you whatever, can't right? spell out the word rewired and then fitness.co. It's too long and rectangular. Yeah, totally. So fortunately they came up with a really cool, really cool symbol for that. Actually, I've got it on my shirt at the yeah. moment that RW and not like that. I'm really thankful for this. If we had missed this, we would have really missed out because that big, long, you know, rectangular box, that's not going to look good everywhere. Uh, so it's nice to have some versatility to the logo. That's been really big. It's funny. You guys listen on the podcast, can't get the benefit of this, but like, um, Adam's wearing his, his current and like, that's what I'd call like your abbreviated icon for your logo. This is what we started with. Like, and he, I'm wearing my hashtag sweat local sweatshirt and me and Adam, now that we've both been through this, we know this doesn't play well on a coaster or on a hat, on a patch, on a backpack. That's why like when I did that unveiling at the self-made summit of the icon version, of the sweat local like we needed an icon like a smaller icon version that was more um applicable to those other smaller placements that you would love for your logo to live and it, it's it's little things like this that i don't like gym owners like man i never thought of that well why would we we're not great right. like why would we that's why when everyone tries to diy this like oh, i'm just going to go on 99 designs and get a logo done that that's fine I would implore you to at least maybe pay for an hour of somebody's time as a graphic designer who's maybe not even going to do it for them to tell you what are the 10 things I'm not thinking of that I should probably think of. Like, totally. you know, fucking reach out to Boris or, you know, Joe or me or any of these guys out there, you know, um, even the guys that do uh, MDI apparel, they're doing, you know, they're doing some logo work and stuff as well. Like reach out to anyone who is working in here. Like what could, could I pay for an hour of your time? Cause I want, I want to get a logo done. And I need to know what to not fuck up. And totally. there's a huge list. There's a huge list of stuff that I see. Oh my God. The, every time I see a gym that uses black and bright lime green, and it is, and it's a certain way. If you do that the wrong way, it just, it's like where the walls are fucking lime green. When you walk in, and you're just like, God, this is blinding to me right now. It's fucking blinding. Kill me. Close my eyes. I'm gonna do the rest of the workout with a blindfold on. Um, yep. So let's talk, so your members had no visceral reaction. You didn't have to, you know, fight off from a customer service perspective. 
what are some of the future things? Because again, you're, you did a re, your repositioning, as I would term it, is, um, is complete and successful. You did great with it. But you did as you started thinking about this new brand of Rewired. My guess is you also started having bigger plans for the brand, like going forward. Yeah. Want to do with it? What What are some of the things that you think this rebranding, repositioning process kind of just sparked for like bigger, bigger picture stuff that maybe you had when you were just thinking of it as a CrossFit gym? Yeah. So we uh, we're at a spot now where um, I I really believe we're going to stick with just one location. Um, I think that fits my wiring and skill set. Uh, I have mad respect for the guys that can pull off franchises and multiplication and where I'm currently at. I really love having a one-stop shop, but I also know, uh, there's a ceiling on that. You know, you can only have so many members in, in one location. And as we've grown and as we've had some success and our memberships kept up with it, um, I saw the, the repositioning within our brand as giving me more credibility and versatility to reach outside of CrossFit's arms. So um, I've already had some good relationships with local you know, doctors, chiropractors, whatever, where I can help you know, if they got someone that's got a really big injury and they didn't have success with maybe working with a PT. Uh, I think it's allowed more credibility, not, that, um, not really from the, the doctor, maybe the chiro, uh, because that relationship's already there, but to the prospect who, whose doctors tell them, hey, I want you to go work with this person. Well, where are they? And now it's rewired. Now they're at least open to the conversation where before when it was, well, I want you to go to this CrossFit gym. Yeah. We would lose some people just based on that name. Yep. hundred percent. So, so that, that's been a big piece. So you're, so then your move is then, is it just reaching into more specific uh, avatars and sectors within the, the community that you service um, or is the service changing? So like, for example, like, um, are you looking to bring in like a pre and postnatal women's class or like a geriatrics master's class? Like talk to me the specifics. Sure. So we, I was fully committed to, we need to make group classes be our absolute niche. And at a point when we finally get to the point where group classes are, are fairly full uh, and that's got a lot of traction and we're doing well and our staff's really running it. I'm going to reposition and, and for me, uh, which I've been working on really in the last year, uh, we started offering individual design and that's been a major win, a major, major win. So we've got much more room, uh, for that to grow now. And I honestly think, uh, that's our immediate thing that I'm starting to slide into. Uh, I don't know if it'll stop there, but for us, you've, that, gone, you've gone the, the OPEX route. Uh, I'm not, I'm not licensed through OPEX. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, but but the idea, uh, the concept of individual design, hundred yeah. um, percent. I, I like you. I think James Fitzgerald can do no wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. guys, the guys, amazing. I know. But everyone listening to this, that is in the, do me a favor. Uh, to if you want to sell more individual design, call it personalized workouts. Because only all of us that's listening on this podcast understand what individual design is. Your, your customers hear an, a, an ad or a, a pitch in a newsletter for individual design and they're like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Personalized workouts, people. Just like when they just switch from, they switch from individual design in their marketing to the evolution of personal training. Yep. And I, that just, it makes more sense to the, to it's the person. Yeah. It's, it's genius too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cool. So here's another thing I want to, I'm real curious on, and I think this will, we can tie this all beautifully in a nice bow on this, this podcast. 
you put in a lot of work, obviously time, energy, money to educate yourself ahead of time. Uh, what was there? Let, let anyone listening. Was there a certain book? Let's just talk in the book realm. Was there a book or anything you read that you would recommend anyone going to take on this journey? Something that you thought was really helpful. Oof, that's a great question. Uh, two that come to mind right away, I would say traction. Yeah. Uh, really good. And, and primal branding. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more so primal branding. Yeah. So traction guys is by Gino Wickman primal branding. I'm yeah. Primal branding is by Patrick Hanlon. Look those up. Those are solid books. Here's what I really, and like I've been talking about those two books for a long time. Here's the one thing I like about traction. You could literally just read the first 20% of traction, the core values, core focus, and the marketing strategy and be good for probably the for next six months, honestly, in, in, in your rebranding process and then come back to traction to do the 10-year plan, the rocks, all that stuff. And then Primal Branding, you could read twice, once in month one, read it again in month five as you're going through this and you'll have completely different responses and answers to what your, your icons are, your rituals, things of that. And here's the cool thing about branding. It's never fucking over. Like even a repositioning like yours, I know you're not cra- making crazy logistical changes, but you know, the biggest thing um, that we, you know, I want to do with Urban Movement this year is this, uh, this citywide blog and trying to make my gym's blog consumed by as many people in the city as possible because it's more of a lifestyle blog than a fitness blog. And I wanted to talk about the new bars and restaurants coming to Charlotte. I wanted to interview people running for mayor. I wanted, I wanted urban movement, right? I wanted to tie into that brand of all that, just like Rewired. You know, I'm, you know, without getting too much into your core focus and your core values, all that, people rewiring not only their bodies, and the, you know, but the way they think about their relationship with food, their relationship with exercise, and maybe their relationships with themselves. Absolutely. You know, and you start thinking about what cool stuff, whether it's a podcast or interviews or articles, could rewire be doing to further the brand. Um, okay, so with those two books, um, podcast wise, what what did you be? You know, besides my shit, like what what other stuff did you listen to that you thought was beneficial, or what other gyms maybe did you take influence from? Yeah, I think there's massive value in going to gyms that are at least within the micro gym space. Now, I'll, I'll drop in anywhere, okay? But like, for example, when I went to Charlotte, I'm not joking, uh, four and 24 hours. So, um, you know, I went to places that I don't really get access to in the Pacific Northwest. So I did uh, like a flywheel, okay? I have no interest in ever offering spinning. There's a spin studio 200 meters from my front door that's doing just fine, but I wanted to go learn something from them. So- what is one thing you picked up from Flywheel that you liked and one thing that you were like, fuck that noise? Oh, that's easy to answer. Number one, it is so cleanly branded from start to finish as a user. So from how easy it was to get on the app and sign up for a class and pick a bike and signature card, boom, done. Like super impressed with how quickly they could on-ramp somebody into an actual bike seat from just their phone. That was super clean. <laughs> Here's one that... So this is in Charlotte, okay? Uh, I'm at a flywheel. It's it's an evening class. And, you know, it's, it's it's for anybody that's not listening. It's like a party on a bike. Uh, and, it you know, whatever. It's a fine workout. I get done, and I'm not exaggerating this. The instructor literally stood up and goes, everybody, I just want to remind you, this is my last week. I'm going to go with Barry's Boot Camp that's coming to Charlotte. Uh, I would love for you to come with me. Here's my Barry's Boot Camp card. Oh Jesus! I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I'm like, dude, 
that is so cutthroat. Are you kidding me? And then, then, you know, I come to find out, well, like, I mean, Barry's literally like they send recruiting talents down. Correct. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Which is sad, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's so savage. I'm like, dude, I'm so thankful. I'm at least in a small enough market. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Like that's, that's shady. There's no other way to call it, but whatever. Um, So that was a big one, like flywheel. Uh, I went to Metabolic, and I've been I've heard of Metabolic through through you through you know podcasts whatever probably two years ago, and I was most excited to go to Metabolic uh, because it's probably most similar to what our actual workouts like of all the places I dropped in. Um, they do such a freaking good job at owning what they do. Uh, they take. In my opinion, people that are high achievers, get them a really good workout, get down to business, get a sweat going and get out. And it doesn't become repetitive and boring. It's not Orange Theory. It's not a Barry's boot camp. It is its own thing, but it's also not CrossFit. Uh, it, it is different. And there's it a feel is and vibe. It truly it really is. is. It really is. And I, I, I love, I mean, it was a great workout. Uh, it was my last one of the four. So I was like, you know, Dear God, I hope it's over soon. But, uh, but honestly, it was I loved that. Um, and, and remind me uh, the name. Um, Brandon or of Kurt? The metabolic. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Brand, Brandon Cullen was actually there when I showed up, which yeah. is interesting. I recognized his face. I was like, hey, are you Brandon? I'm Adam. I'm here for Stu. He's like, oh, cool. I'm speaking there tomorrow. I'm like, man, I'm so excited to hear from you. He was – I was so impressed with how successful they've been and how big they've gotten he treated me like I was a first time prospect walking in, like he wanted to sell me his business. Yeah. And I, I thought that to me, I was like, man, to have that type of rapport with people and that type of presence of like, you know, pretending like, you know, your crap doesn't stink, just treating people really well and making sure they have a really good experience. Uh, I, I was, I really, really valued that. So loved going to Matabog. That was super cool. Yeah. I think, mean, <clears throat> you know, knowing those guys professionally and all that, they're, they do a phenomenal job and they truly have them. I'm, <clears throat> I'm really excited to see, I I'm, I'm really excited to see them grow. And I don't, I like being able to watch them from uh, the starting line, you know, and then see them where they're at now. It's very cool. And I think I, you know, did you get a chance to go out? Did you go to Steve's place? Did you go out to vitality? I did not. I tried to, and it was yeah. full. Yeah, it was. And it's a hike uh, from, it's yeah. a hike. It's a 20 minute drive, but um, yeah, you know, it's super, you're, desire to uh spend time energy and money to go watch other things and the little things you pick up and i think people don't realize i think they're like oh well i'm not going to go to a flywheel i'm not looking to do a spin studio and just like you said it's not about the methodology it's how they do it remember guys it's not what you do it is how and why you do it that only makes a difference so what they do is spin who cares what they do is brick and mortar fitness that's what they do and that's what we do the methodology that's different that doesn't matter how they do it, and then when you really start to feel the why. Now, had that instructor not been jumping ship, what you know Adam probably would have heard at the very end is they do a lot of like affirmations. They'll call out people's names that are new in the class, like John, because they did you did you opt into their leaderboard? 
They have a, they have a TV. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they have an, a TV in there as a leaderboard and it gives you a power number, which is a, a number yep. that's derived from the RPMs you derive and the torque of your, your bike. And, you know, up there, like, oh, great job with the 200 score, Adam, nice work. But, like, they do a great job at that at Flywheel. And you can see why they've been able to maintain such a strong clientele in the Charlotte market, such a strong brand. I cannot encourage you guys enough. You know, if you're, if you're playing around with this idea of becoming something new, Go look around at what other people have done because most of us, I don't know if you fell into this beforehand, Adam, we don't leave our four walls. Like we just kind of, maybe we see other CrossFit gyms or other, like at a local competition or we go to the one or two or three guys in our hood that we're friendly with. But beyond that, most gym owners, micro gym owners don't leave their four walls and then they just look at things digitally. And that is the scariest thing to do because you might think one thing looking at something digitally and then show up there and it's completely different. You know, you know, it's funny to me is that I think most, most good owners, fitness related or not, they understand that their social media exists for the prospect, right? So if you're going to try and learn from other gyms, don't learn by just watching their social media that exists for the prospect. Like, dude, actually go to their gym, like, yeah. and ask the owner, dude, can I take you out to lunch? Can I take you out to coffee? Can I, can I ask you some questions? Uh, like, you need to physically be inside their building and see it in action and you get a very unique perspective. Yeah. And I'd tell people, obviously we know Adam coming up here for the self-made summit. You know, he can't, you know, he can't be doing four workouts a day the entire weekend he was here. Um, but I tell people go multiple times too, cause you'll start understanding the nuances of different instructors and you'll start noticing we don't all bat a thousand, right? You're like, totally other, the big brands fuck up too. Yeah. You know, like they might miss something one time and you're able to just, and I think too, because I think a lot of times you put certain brands on pedestals and stuff like that. And it, you know, everyone fucks up stuff here or there. It's all just a learning opportunity. But yeah, man, I, uh, I'm really, you know, the reason your rebrand went so well, it's not that your clients are awesome. And it's not that maybe you're the best communicator. I think it's honestly, you put in, I literally believe it's because you put in the work and you didn't do anything rash. You didn't do anything quick. It was very well calculated. Like you, you planned it. You took down the logo. You had it up at the party. You know, it had the similar colors. Like you had all these, you had these elements of nostalgia that pulled in and you know, it, it won't make sense unless people have seen the old logo and the new one. But I think you did a great job with it. Obviously, I love a success story when it comes to this, especially one from the Self-Made Summit. That's one of the things that we do that again. I'm going to be gathering all the success stories of people who have done it successfully and doing real in-depth like video interviews about it, very similar to this, but we'll, we'll take it to the next level and be sharing that with people at the next Self-Made Summit because it is. like A lot of people are scared to do it. How scared were you at first when you first, like the idea crept into your head about changing things? Was there a fear of change? Yeah, to be honest, uh, you know, are, are people going to get it? Have I clarified our brand enough? You know, honestly, elements where you start start doubting yourself for a little bit, and then I think knowing at the end of the day, I'm like, this, this is in me. Like, if I really believe in this, people will will follow it. But how do I execute it correctly? So I, I told myself, hey, you can either rip the bandaid off really quick and try and do this aggressively, or you can take your time, try and iron things out be slow, make yourself go slower than you want to. And I, I did, I made myself take a whole year. Uh, and could it have gone faster? I don't know, probably, but I don't care. Looking back now, it was successful. It's clear, it's winning. Uh, and we're in a really, really good season moving forward with it. Awesome, man. Well, Adam, dude, I really, really appreciate it. If anyone wants to go creep your Instagram, see what you guys are doing. What's the Instagram handle for you guys? Rewired Fitness Co. 
Rewired Fitness Co. People, go and creep and see what those guys are doing. If you plan on stealing any of his shit, make sure you run it through your own branding machine. Don't be a lazy piece of shit and just steal it blatantly. Take some inspiration from what my man is doing. Let it, uh, let it kind of push you in a direction of uncomfort, uh, discomfort, so you start thinking about your brand a little bit differently, how you can maybe clean it up, things like that. Anyone who's in the Washington area, I cannot recommend to give this guy a call. Take him out for a cup of coffee. He's got an abundance mindset like anybody that I know, um, and he, uh, he'd be more than happy probably to jam with you and, and give you some of the tips and the things he's fucked up in the past and the things he's done well, and, and hopefully uh, you know be able to extend your network by jamming with this awesome guy. So... Adam, to uh, the best beard on the in the PNW, man. I cannot th thank you so much for uh, for coming on the podcast, dude. I appreciate it. I've really enjoyed our relationship, and I'm excited to see what you do here in the future, man. Thank you so much, dude, man. Really appreciate you. Enjoy that pint glass. I will, dude. I will. Thank you.